Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the M Sisters podcast. You're here today with your hosts, Anna and Maria Seren, bringing your favorite twin talk of the week. And in this episode, we're going to talk about beauty and how this is set as a standard from the moment we're born and society interjects what beauty is in all of us. Yeah, I was really thinking about this topic because since I've seen the Oscars and I saw Chloe Zhao, uh, our awarding director, um, mm -hmm. winning the Oscars on her outfit and her style, wearing sneakers and no makeup, I was really thinking uh, about all these beauty standards, especially we like we always see on those big nominations, big award uh, ceremonies. People wearing those gowns and very fancy clothes, and they're always wearing, asking like, "What? Uh, who are you wearing?" Right? Yeah. So it's really about making a show and a big appearance and being on the cover of magazines and everywhere. So I think it's really uh, groundbreaking, you know, for you to be on the Oscars, the way you feel comfortable and the way you are, without mm -hmm. really caring about what people expect you to be wearing or you to be um, the way you should be appearing. So, yeah, I think it was something that opened the discussion for many people. And also, like you said, who are you wearing? So the red carpet is like a runway show. And usually the designers, they give those clothes or they borrow the clothes, the gowns and the jewelry as well. Because if the main actors or people who are really renowned are wearing them, they'll get even more famous, you know? And it's just this big game sort of thing that happens in Hollywood. And it's really interesting to see because some actors, they always wear the same person, the same brand also. Because they're kind of sponsored, right? Yeah. And there's this whole thing, like even Vogue does this behind the scenes, with the actresses and actors and how long they take to get ready, you know, from the makeup, the hair, the nails, everything. And it's this whole show, you know, because you need to put on this facade, this whole thing to be ready to be, you know, in the eyes of the public and in front of cameras and the paparazzi and all that stuff. So it's, it's really a show. And like you said, I think Chloe, she really appeared as herself instead of trying to create this whole new persona for the red carpet. And But I think yeah, Hollywood is really about creating this idea of someone who is unreachable, yeah. who is un untouchable, and, you know, who is different from our ordinary lives and different from everyone we know because then we're able to see them almost as gods and goddesses someone we would do anything to be like or who we would do anything to know and to get an autograph and that's why they are so famous that's why there is this whole aura of you know it's like a mystique that happens there is that's why they say it's where the dreams come true it's really like a dream because it's, it's not reality it's this kind of in between being awake or sleeping, you don't know if it's real. It's this glittery facade and everyone is creating something. And 
It, it's true because what is Hollywood if not storytelling, right? And creating worlds in television, in movies, in the cinema, and all those stuff. Also, it's almost like what's not, what is reachable. It's not fabulous. It's not, you know, fancy and it's not glamorous. So they really need to make all of this big events to award each other and to <laughs> compliment yeah, they, each other in this really small circle of people and have the global attention of everyone looking at them and trying to copy them some way, which is something that is really crazy to think about, right? This really small ceremony with very few people and the whole world looking at it. Yeah. And they're applauding each other, you know? Yeah, applauding and it's, each it's other. He's like American because there is the BAFTAs, there is like other awards around the globe. But I think the Academy Awards is the one that people pay the most attention to. You know, like here in Asia, they have other things. And many of the actors that ended up being awarded in like Minari this time and all those things, they have won a lot of other prizes here in Asia, but only when they win the American prize, like, wow, is the world's prize. So it's, it's crazy because <laughs> it's Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, yeah. But I think, as you we were saying about beauty standards, uh, Chloe was really an inspiration because usually, like, if you think about being your natural self without so much, you know, things on your face or being too glamorous should be what is normal. But I think when you're in that space, it's kind of the opposite. You know, you being natural is you being against the rules. You're not, it's kind of you're breaking the secret, you know, that, no one, that not everybody's perfect, that kind of stuff. And it's someone that people can see themselves in their, in their shoes. So it's almost like allowing people to dream about being there as well. Mm -hmm. It's not like this unbreakable circle of people. Mm -hmm. And, but talking about beauty standards, I think we've been conditioned to believe that one, one single type of beauty exists or a few multiple types of beauty exists, depending on the country you, you were born since our childhood especially because of media and the things we're exposed to, right? You were commenting before on dolls. What were you saying? Yeah, I mean, when, when I was a child, I used to play with Barbie dolls and I loved them. But that little tiny human, representation of a human that was super blonde and had blue eyes was nothing like me but that's what I grew up to think that was like okay she's really pretty that's the ideal beauty standard right being really thin having this perfect waist and having this perfect skin and smiling all the time super white teeth and luscious hair and all that stuff so I think you start from there like the characters you see and the, the dolls you play and all those things. So it's really everywhere, standards of beauty. And the Barbies from the 90s, they were even, they, have, they had an yeah. even thinner um, waist, right? 
Yeah. And then with time, we could see them becoming a little more normal, but still very slim. <laughs> and then they had some like Asian dolls and black dolls as well. But still, I think everyone, when they think about Barbie, they see the blonde one because mm -hmm. that's the original one. Yeah, that's true. And like in Brazil, um, most people who are famous there and we, we, we thought were pretty, Usually we're almost like a Barbie as well. You know, like if you think about Brazilian models, you probably will think about Giselle. Yeah. And Giselle's like a Barbie. She's blonde with blue eyes, super thin and tall. <laughs> yeah. So even in a country like Brazil, we would still have this idea of beauty, like an European standard of beauty, right? I think nowadays things are changing, mm. which is good. But back in the days when we were children, that was the beauty standard for sure. That's right. And also like since especially if you're a girl, there is a lot of lot more pressure on you to be pretty. And the pretty is like a politics of the pretty, I would say, because you're forced your body's trained to be in a certain way. And since you're young, you start like putting in the head those little colorful tiaras and all those things saying, oh, you're so pretty. And being pretty is kind of a necessity as well as a reward. Like people, yeah. when they want to praise you, they say you're pretty. And it's a human capital. Yeah, kids learn to apply like lip gloss and all those stuff and paint their nails since they were, I don't know, maybe even before talking. <laughs> Who knows? It's crazy. But yeah, like you said, I think it's all about human capital you acknowledging that beauty is something that you can gain recognition and even money and even social status with and if you're not pretty then people are not going to notice you and you're going to have less chances of acquiring things in this world this capitalist world which i think is kind of crazy especially because if you think because of consumerism and advertisements trying to sell us products and this image of people who are who have a specific type of beauty, we want to buy things to become like them. Clothes, accessories, makeup, hair products, every kind of thing. But at the same time, people are trying to sell, for example, junk food. And it's something that is very, uh, it's happening at the same time and it's very contradictory because if you eat really badly, probably you're not going to have a good health and you're not going to be looking your best as well because your health is not, not okay. And so it's this constant fight against capitalism and consumerism, I would say. While one thing is trying to impose the other one, impose another thing that is contradictory and then you become this uh in this slave mentality of doing one thing but trying to become the other while doing the wrong thing you know but i also think there's other layers to this because like junk food is affordable yeah. and the people who end up and beauty is expensive like beauty products and all those stuff like if it's from a good brand that's not going to cause you you know inflammation in the eye usually is from a good brand so it's like 
people who have they eat a lot of junk food and all those things sometimes it's because of the price so and those are the people who don't match beauty standards and they don't also fit in the beauty industry pattern as well and also i think it's really bad how like advertisements are everywhere telling you how ugly you are you know that you're not good enough that your hair is not shiny enough that your face is not you know perfectly like unspotless enough that your lips are not red enough that your eyes are not you know you don't have lashes enough so <laughs> everything is telling you you're not enough yeah, but then yeah. they say but this thing will make you so beautiful and so precious and you're gonna be like a goddess buy it you know <laughs> you're like and people buy it and and then you put that thing on your face but you have to remove it and go to bed and you feel ugly again it's terrible <laughs> Instead of telling people, you're already beautiful, this thing might enhance if you want, when you want. No, it's like you need this to survive in the system that wants beauty out of women, you know? Especially, not not only like makeup or skincare and all those things, but like fashion as well. Mm. Especially in Korea, we, we really noticed that, right? When something is like fashionable, everybody wants that. Yeah. I've never seen something like this anywhere else. <laughs> so I think it's really like, if you don't buy it, you're not going to be cool enough. And then everybody's going to judge you, right? You're so. out of the club. <laughs> of the cool people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's That's a bit crazy. crazy. You know? But there are so many ways. And even like, there is some crazy stuff. Even in Japan, I saw there is some kind of machines to make your jaw more defined and other machines that you roll your face to make it look like this or slimmer it's too much and if we don't even talk about plastic surgery i was telling my sister in korea everyone i think everyone knows that korea is pretty popular plastic surgery there is people don't hide it or anything but the trends for plastic surgery they change with time so pretty like, fast pretty fast and i wonder those people who go through the knife what they think when it's out of trend their face again they go and redo the thing i don't know imagine my face is not fashionable now oh my god yeah but that happens it's like in the past was the v-line so have the face like this very tiny and no no jawline for women no apple of the cheek because i mean in the united states they apply fillers in the cheekbones to make you look like i don't know more the muscles go up and you look younger they think but in korea because people naturally have a higher cheekbone they think it's too much so sometimes they even break this bone to make it slimmer and yeah so there is like lip filler and i was telling nose as well fixing and i told my sister nowadays they are even doing something to lift the corners of the mouth it looks like a little cat and i'm like <laughs> interesting I've, i've never seen this never seen this and there's a double eyelid you can redo a lot of stuff a lot of stuff so and there is injections for your legs to make them slimmer So the muscle shrinks. Really? Yeah. Really. Because this cough part here is when it's big, it's ugly. 
In other places of the world, they would say, if it's big, it's pretty because you have muscles. Here, if you have muscles, you're ugly. So you put an injection, it shrinks, and you have slim legs, chopstick legs. And wow. so many different things. <laughs> I mean, how, how can people be convinced that your body is not good enough and you know, be convinced that you need a surgery? Not because of your health, but because of your beauty. It's really about self-esteem, I guess. You know, your the whole system and advertisements and all that, they mess up your self-confidence so much that you truly believe that you're ugly and you need this to survive. I mean, it's so wrong, so wrong. It is. And... And it's really bad because I think they exploit people's weaknesses and this is really mean. And even like, because sometimes you might think you're pretty, you might think you're good enough, but then someone, I don't know, go to a doctor and I don't know, dermatologist or something and they say, oh, you know, but it could enhance this, it could enhance that, which means you're not good enough in the way you are. And also, and it's, I think like even changing a bit the subject, but like filters on Instagram and all those stuff that makes you look like super, you know, with contour and tiny nose. I think I didn't grow up with this when I was a teenager. I can't form, I can't imagine like how is the mental effect on kids who see themselves through filters in their daily lives. They will never be able to accept who they are because that's how they present themselves to the world. Like we didn't have that. So But only with social media, you know, not even filters. Only with social media. I was watching the this documentary on Netflix about social media. I don't remember the name. Sorry, but yeah, it's a new one. I guess the latest one about social media there. And they were mentioning how the mental health of especially girls, it's really decreasing during this period where they had social media since they were kids. Because of this comparison all the time. Because you imagine people are giving opinion on your life all the time. What you do in school, what you do outside school, and the way you look, the friends you have, that's terrible. And it's so wrong because, especially like we were talking, the filters, it's almost like everyone is, is looking the same way, right? They all have those tiny noses, thin noses, and Yeah, big lips and you know, perfect skin. I don't know. So it's almost like interiorizing one beauty standard there as well, which is I, very bad, I think. I agree. I saw one girl as well talking about, because, for example, eyeliner, the trends change all the time. And actually can pretty much kind of shape and change the shape of your eyes with eyeliner. If you want, they can look, look really big or really like smaller, depending how you do the the design. And nowadays, people are wearing like the catch type. So it's like really upwards and it looks like sling. So it doesn't look curvy anymore. It's like sharp and up. Isn't it like the then, fox? Fox oh eyes? Yeah, fox. yeah, fox eyes or something. Yeah. But then like this Asian girl, I completely agree with her. She's like, okay, you made fun of my eyes during my entire childhood, you know? And now you want to shape your eyes like mine? 
what kind of jokes is that? You know? So I was like, yes, girl, I agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. So many different things. That's why I think we should be a bit aware what is like programming from society, from others, and what is really, if there is something wrong with our body or not. Because most of the times, you're beautiful the way you are. And you don't need to, you know, I think no one, even like the person who might be considered the prettiest person in the entire world, won't fit all the patterns of beauty that society might have for them. And also, patterns of beauty change so much from country to to country and regions of the world. So even if you're super pretty in one place, it doesn't mean you're going to be the same in another. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really important to start appreciating your body for for how incredible it is, you know? It's like people are saying, it's keeping you alive during a pandemic. Isn't this amazing? That's the most important part. And I think also, I don't think people should, you know, not care about the way they look or about their appearance because I think something that it's good for everyone to feel good in their own body, in their own skin, and not just reject it. You know, like my appearance doesn't matter because then you take care of your body and take care of yourself, but it's not your priority, right? Mm -hmm. So I think using image can also be something really good to boost your self-esteem. For example, you see some uh, using photographs, for example, to empower people. I think it's it's pretty cool. So you can show that any body shape, anybody in this world can be beautiful. You only have to know how to explore that, you know, and have a beautiful photo shoot. And then people can see finally for the first time that they look amazing and they're super cool and awesome. And even though they don't look like the girl on the cover of some magazine, you know, and that everybody can be this cool and this amazing. And even like learning to... Take photos of yourself if you're into it can also be quite empowering for some people because they notice that using some, you know, angles and lights, they find, wow, actually, I look good. <laughs> so, and it's not, that's the thing, you give confidence to people and it's not about changing them. It's about them like embodying their confidence and like posing in a way that is not like hiding themselves, but actually, yes. I can. I look good, you know. So I think that's wonderful. And I also feel like the same about makeup. Because some people, they do makeup like trying to hide. But other people do makeup to enhance what they have. So I think, for example, Violet that does the makeup on YouTube and stuff. You know her? Who? Violet. So she has a YouTube channel about makeup and I think the way she does it, it's so gorgeous because she doesn't change her face. So she doesn't use contour, for example, to change the structure of her face. She enhances what she already has. And she invites people from other like Asian people and black people and place different places because each one has a different face structure. So what they do is like really showing how to maximize what they already have instead of trying to fit all of the faces into one standard because it's not going to work. So she even like applies all this blush 
here on the center of the cheekbones, even though people are saying to apply here where highlighter should be because it makes your look your face look like lifted. So I think that's pretty cool. And I myself, when I sometimes I do makeup for my friends, and they always tell me how beautiful they feel after that. So I always feel good, like it's a way to bring them confidence as well. So it's not all bad, I would say, but you need to be like fine the line where is like you're using to feel good or what or and where is the place you're doing to because you don't feel good enough you know that's super cool super nice yeah i really agree do you have any other idea or does anything come up to your mind about how people get empowered in terms of um accepting their image not only through makeup and photographs, but do you have any other suggestions? I think one thing that helped me, for example, is like usually we have find someone that you admire that look like you or is a bit similar to you. So if you're very thin and you think you don't have, you know, you want a, some some kind of, you want it to be different. You want it to have more curves or whatever. Find someone that is maybe famous or someone you admire that does something really cool that is as thin as you are. Or if you're more, you know, you have more curves and you're like, oh, I wish I could be like that model on, you know, like Giselle. But you have a different body type. Find someone that is beautiful with curves like you are. And you're going to learn to, because you can give your love and you can give your admiration to someone outside of yourself, you can reflect that back to you. So I think that's one of the tips I have. Yeah. What about you? I agree. I thought the same action. Trying to look for someone who looks like you. So you have this model. Like, I can also be considered pretty. But also, like, go outside your, your comfort zone in terms of what you think is beautiful. And try to find other models, other people who are, I don't know, maybe in the creative industries or who are even models or, you know, people who are out there on Instagram, on YouTube, on websites that are outside of the beauty standards that you have in your mind, right? So, for example, try to follow some plus-size models, for example. Then you can kind of rewire your mind when you see those pictures like, wow, she's rocking it. She's so pretty. And you're not going to be seeing only one type of beauty standard all day. When you scroll your feed, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just fun idea. Just to have more diversity on your everyday life. On your feed, yeah. I think another thing that might help is like dress for your body type. It's true because um, we already said in the minimalist video and all those things, some trends don't work, you know. So I think you should stick with whatever you feel beautiful and comfortable in, even if it's not trendy, because trendy will go away. But you feeling comfortable with what you're wearing and, you know, being feel free to do the movements you want and to be able to sit down comfortably instead of like squeezing your legs or whatever is really good. So dress for your body type and for the things you feel comfortable wearing. Yeah, that's why I really like to wear things that are more boyish because I feel that's so comfortable in them, like trousers and shoes. 
<laughs> yeah. I can't wear heels, for example. I feel clumsy in them and I feel taller than everyone else. And it's just, I don't know, it doesn't work very well. So once in a while, once in like a year, I might wear heels. But if I don't feel comfortable with that, just don't. You know, even if people say, oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, go ahead. You do it. You can rock it. <laughs> I feel more comfortable with my flats and my sneakers and my shoes. Yeah, I agree. But I think this all changes with time. Maybe one day if we become older and more, you know, in tune with our feminine side, maybe want to wear heels and, you know, dresses and all that, maybe one day. I think yeah. it's just because of phases as well, right? You Sometimes we don't want to be, you know. Center of attention. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be more discreet, but. Maybe in other environments, it would have this more space, you know, to try out different things in a comfortable way. Yeah. Baby steps. Do whatever you feel comfortable. The phase you're in. You do you. You do you, babe. So I think this was a good conversation. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. And you thought about what beauty means for you. And you find beauty in yourself because I am sure that you are handsome, pretty, gorgeous. So go rock it in the world. Mm -hmm. Always remember, you are beautiful. So thank you so much for listening to us. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a like, share with your friends and leave us a comment. Tell me and my sister, what is the thing you think is, what is the thing in your body that you think is the most beautiful part of you it can be your smile it can be your eyes let us know so you can also empower yourself and say i am beautiful right i am beautiful and if yes. you're listening to us on the podcast please leave us a review and thank you so much see you next week and bye bye bye